Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate for another exciting live episode of The Quack Report, which we do every Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific time. If you're just listening to this after and you're like, live episodes, what? Um, or if you're new, brand new to the show. Uh, yeah, YouTube and Twitch at Quack Report Pod is where you can catch us live. We, uh, we'll get some comments from the chat up earlier, potentially, if... Uh, you know, if they're, if they're appropriate, if we feel like, you know, engaging with other people. You know, sometimes we're a little introverted and we just want to, like, not engage with other people. We just ignore all the <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think that's more for you <laughs> overall. That, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely for you. So I'll try to bring them up, like, it's, if we're in the middle of, like, a good talk, like, unless it's relevant to it, I'll, like, wait until yeah. there's a second. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, typically we will get to the comments. So. No, yeah. No, yeah. And I, I always love hearing from the chat, too. Just, uh, yeah. It's a bit, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying, trying a bit. You just, you're just helping that you are definitely the introvert out of the two of us. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> th- that's not even the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like you're just like reinforcing it. Just like if there was yeah. like just the, you know, like that point zero one percent chance of doubt in anybody's mind, I just solidified it. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's. Um... Yeah, I think that's really all I got to say for uh, you know <laughs> where where to find us and all that kind of jazz. Because otherwise, you, you've already found us. You you know where we are. So yeah, I mean, at, at Quack where... Report Pod, I guess on the socials we can plug that too. I usually leave it yeah. till the end. But yeah, yeah, there you go. Not where we live though. Please don't try to find where we live. No. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess we've said the city enough times, but like specifically where we live. Yeah. I Please mean, don't. <laughs> if if somebody like messaged us on Twitter at Quack Report Pod and was like and like messaged you like the Google maps of like your house like or like the Google uh, like street view of your house what like would you be like freaked the fuck out or would you just be like yeah absolutely Um, would you be upset like would you would it cause you to move would you be like we gotta get the fuck out we gotta move somewhere else I gotta like throw my phone into the river get rid of every piece of like location tracking technology ever and just like start fresh I don't know about that because I do like where I live, to be honest with you. <laughs> it would just be a quick phone call to the police, I think. But um, yeah. what if it like wasn't even malicious? What if it was just like, you know, a regular chat listener and they were like, yo, I found out like where you live. And then it's if, like they got like the Google Maps. I feel you, and like it's you're you like not, unlocking like you're your car. Or not, something. Yeah, no, I, I feel like you're tr- if you're trying to find like my house. It's a bit more than just oh, let's go for a treasure hunt and see if we can find Nate's place. Like no, there, there there's something behind that there probably. Yeah, 
Oh, well, what if they just like what like they wanted to send you uh, like a duck's hat or something? Like they found one and it was like then you can um, then you can message me and probably ask for my address. But even then, yeah, I, I I might not do it that way. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open like a PO box or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I don't know. I was thinking yeah. like I I probably like unless it was someone like I'm gonna come to your house and like murder your entire family kind of thing. Like then I would be freaked out and I would. I would do something about it. But if someone was just like, oh my God, I found where you live. Like, this is, is this you like standing in front of your house? I'd just be like impressed that they found that, honestly. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Like, you put it that way. Yeah. Just impressed in that sense. But other than that, I'd be a little freaked out, especially yeah. considering like, um, I guess like my main thing of social media is Twitter. Right. And I think out of like my personal account has, like over 900 followers, I think. And I maybe off the top of my head, five know like where I live, like have been to my house kind of thing. Yeah, it's fair. When you said so. personal account, I thought you meant like not the Tate Namas one. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but that's the that's the only one I follow you on. Like, are we not good enough friends? Yeah, I, I got a burner. I got a burner. Whenever yeah. you see that there's a quote uh, tweet on one of your tweets, but you can't see what it is. That's my private burner. That I'm just <laughs> it's, the entire thing is just dedicated to roasting you. <laughs> you know, sometimes that does happen. So like, it does. Yeah, where like I get a quote tweet tweet and I can't see who it is. Are, are you sure you don't have a burner? I'm positive. I've thought okay. about it a few times, honestly, just to Actually? fuck with some people. But oh, okay. um, I was going to ask what you would use it for, but to fuck with people. Is a to, good to fuck with people response. or take a look at like a couple of the accounts that I'm blocked on that I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have. Or, you know, like, would it be nice not to get blocked? Like, as a Flames fan, every now and then you want to see the type of shit that Eric Francis tweets out, which I mean, I can take a look just on the TQR thing as well, but I'm trying to, you know, leave that mainly duck stuff. I guess on the yeah. feed, and if you keep searching up Calgary stuff, it'll put more of that in there. And I'm like, I, I have my normal, like my my personal account for that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. But yeah, yeah. okay. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, maybe, anything... I'm, maybe I'm gonna make it burner after this. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Do it. <laughs> Just like start disturbing the peace over on Duck's Twitter. It'll be great. Exactly. No, I think we yeah. uh I think we already have our dedicated person for that and they don't come around on Twitter anymore. So <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean anything else exciting going on first half of this week for you? Nothing too crazy that I can think of offhand. Yeah, no, nothing. Cool. Yeah. Nope. Nothing so, here either. So chill, I guess. So excited for hockey to start again. Like I mean, I know hockey was going on last week too, but um Neither neither of the teams I really pay attention to were playing, so I just kind of didn't watch any hockey. Yeah, I had it was like a week off from Anaheim, obviously, but and Calgary, like they had the same amount of like they, the same amount the same of time like, off kind of thing. Like started both on the Monday and whatever. So yeah, yeah, I kind of just like obviously like I still saw highlights or whatever, or like listened to like thirty two thoughts and yeah stuff like that. Right, still kept in the loop that way, obviously, but yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of didn't really do much so mind you though wasn't able to probably watch much hockey anyway with the amount of homework that i had but that's fair it's uh yeah it it was kind of nice just to decompress every now and then a little bit right even from something that you enjoy right just being Mm -hmm. so wrapped up in it as you and i are it's Mm kind of nice just to sit back for a second so it is a lot to be able or to like not be able to like i I guess like not have to because like we, we do miss the odd game but like it is a lot that every night 
basically there's a game that you want to watch on, whether it's for me, Edmonton and Anaheim, or for you, Calgary and Anaheim, or even just like, you know, just throwing something on while, you know, where you're at home by yourself and you just want something yeah. while you eat dinner and you're like, well, I'm just going to throw on hockey. Like it, it does get to be a lot when it's just, there's always a game on. And then when you don't have a game on, I'm like, like the first day I'm like, oh, sweet. There's like no hockey. Like I can just do literally whatever I want. And yeah. by day two, I'm like, just some somebody <laughs> just like, give, give me a hockey puck, please. Like it yeah, just exactly. feels so weird. <laughs> someone, someone high stick me in the face. Come on. Yeah. Um, See, no, I'm not that way. Like, I enjoy just having games on or that kind of thing, but having mm-hmm. to, um, like, be wrapped up in, like, almost every detail of both those teams, right? The Ducks, obviously, because we talk about it here, and uh, the Flames, because every now and then I'm so brought on to some show or another yeah. uh, to talk about them as well. So I, it, it would be nice to know what the fuck I'm talking about, I guess, right? Yeah. And then just to compare things around the league, right? Like I'm trying to keep up with league news as much as possible. And so I'm like mm-hmm. as dove into that as I can be and whatnot. And so, yeah, it gets a little tiring at times, but um, I don't know. I, I, I love the sport yeah. though. But so. we obviously still enjoy it. We're still here every week. Yeah. What, a, what, a, <laughs> what is this? Two, four? No, yeah. 238 episodes later. So. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, like, like I said, like for me, the, like, having the like just having a game on kind of thing like that's uh it's almost like uh what what's the word i'm looking for here it's like a, Com- like com- it's, it's like it's like a comfort zone yeah yeah almost it's just like, like have um, a game on in some way or another or like mm-hmm. or highlights or like uh like the steve dang it steve dang it's on sportsnet or yeah. anything like that so you're right. There is a term for it, though. It's like how friends. It's like the comfort show, but there's like another term for yeah. it. Yeah, like, for like you know, ninety percent of people, they're like, "Oh my god, Friends is like my comfort show." But yeah, there's another word that's not. Comfort yeah, I, d- show. I don't remember what it's called, offhand. Therapy show. No. Safe safe zone. I was gonna, I was gonna say anxiety show, but that's not it. <laughs> no, but it's like, ah, oh, it's gonna bug me. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to go go through the rest of the episode. Is it not just comfort show? I don't know. I thought I thought there was a different word for it. Maybe it's just because I'm thinking of comfort food, comfort oh, maybe. shows. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, BuzzFeed has a 19 comfort shows that feel like a warm hug article. So I guess it is probably just just called comfort, comfort show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go with that until BuzzFeed comes out with a new article that has. Some new hip lingo <laughs> on it, but yeah. But I guess um, before we get started, what's your comfort yeah. show? I don't think I've ever, I've never, I guess, like seen you like in the time that like we lived together and everything like that. Like have like a comfort show. I don't know. Do, like, yeah. do you have one? Not really. There's, I, I don't really enjoy watching things more than once. Oh, like, okay. Whether it's a movie or a TV show or or like even like a books when I have time to read. Like I don't generally read the same book twice like it it takes a lot for me to watch or experience like some entertainment thing multiple times um the only exception to that would be like the big like film franchises which would be like you know marvel or like lord of the rings but like it's not like i watch them like you know every month or something like that yeah but every once in a while i just get in a mood for it's like okay i'm just gonna go through all of the marvel movies or whatever or yeah, it's like, oh, I just want to watch all of the old Spider-Man movies. So, but it's been like, oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in like five years, ten years, whatever. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah. Or it's like to watch a show with somebody else that I've seen, but they haven't. So then I'm like watching it knowing what's coming up. But again, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I'm like anticipating things that are happening and watching their reaction. So yeah, I guess I don't really have a comfort show. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I guess probably the closest, uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say How I Met Your Mother because like every once in a oh, while yeah. I'll just throw on like an yeah. episode of that. Except but. for the very last one. Well, yeah. It's not, I, I, I still remember like when I started that show and you were just like, just you kind of brace yourself for the last episode. He's like, he's like, it's it's kind of controversial. Like, you might yeah. love it, you might hate it, kind of thing. And I think I called you as soon as it was done. I was you just did. like, what yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> but so. just, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil just in case anybody hasn't watched it yet and was planning on it, kind yeah. of thing. But, um, I'd have to say if I if I had a comfort show, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was available, because it, it was for a while in Canada, but that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you seen that 90s show? Yeah, I've watched it already. You have? Yeah. Cool. But would you recommend? Is it I would okay? recommend it, yeah. Okay. So, it's cool. still, it's it's definitely like its own thing, but yeah. it still like has that feeling, I guess, of that 70s show that's not trying... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's not trying to be nostalgic, except for when, like, you know, uh, like a that '70s show cast member makes an appearance, kind yeah. of thing. Then it's kind of the oh, hey, look, it's them. But after that, it's just yeah, okay, it's what it would be anyway. So yeah, yeah no, I, I enjoyed okay. it personally, and I'm hoping there's a oh, second cool. season. I haven't heard of one yet, so yeah, but Sweet. yeah. Yeah, if anyone else has a comfort show, then feel free to let us know. Unless it's Friends, because that's everyone's answer. I mean, if you like Friends, that's cool. Like, it's a good show, but yeah, if you've got, like, a but yeah, obscure... I, think, I don't know, if, like, your comfort show is, like, I don't know, NCIS or, like, something like that, that's... like I feel like that would be an obscure one. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, though, I've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine through at least three times, maybe four. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always down to watch to watch that show. So yeah, and the, or, and the or Dexter. Wars. Dexter would be a weird comfort show. There we we'll go with that. Yeah, one. that one would be. A weird <laughs> it's one. like yeah. The the point is that it's uncomfortable. I think yeah. I've never really watched it, but yeah, or something like Criminal Minds. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the more weird ones. But yeah, um, one thing that's not very comforting, generally, <laughs> is uh, experiencing Anaheim Ducks hockey. So can I give you? I was gonna say actually before because I didn't know where to put this exactly in the outline. Okay, but you also gave the perfect segue. But but, uh, something maybe more uncomforting, I think, than watching ducks hockey. Um, so if I don't, I don't know if you saw this on the ducks social media. uh, I believe they put it out today. Yeah, it was today. Um, so they're advert. The ducks are advertising their superhero night. Uh, mm-hmm. when the Sabres come to town on the 15th there. Okay. And, of February? Yeah. Okay, um, so in a week. And they're doing these uh, Trevor Zegris action figures. Okay. Um, for I haven't first, seen this, so it's going to be my first, raw the first reaction. 10,000 right people in attendance get one of these figures, and I kind of want one. Um, so that's a case where if somebody wants to mail one to me, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> get get on it now. Get finding them on Google Maps. That can be yeah. a weekend activity. <laughs> exactly. So we'll give you a head start. It's in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So here's the here's the toy. Okay. 
right? So it's the it's the uh, it, it's, it's, it's the, the reaction the from the, reaction, yeah, yeah. From the which I, I still love that they're like obviously you know he's going to be part of it, but Sonny Milano like they're still like clearly showing him in everything, even though he's not a duck and just signed a three year deal in Washington. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have kept him. I'm just saying. Maybe. Um. But like, like I like I like the idea of doing the suit like doing like a figures action figure and they i don't think they've mm-hmm. really done anything besides like the dude shirts for that moment that's still that's true you know like a, a big thing i guess and, yeah and, uh, on highlight packages or whatever but like and, and i get it it's a it's a semi-rushed figure for a hockey team but like man do they have to do trevor this dirty <laughs> yeah he looks like a blow-up doll Honestly, that was the first reaction I had. He looks like a blow-up <laughs> doll. Tell I, me. I mean, that was my I, first reaction too. So you're not wrong. Okay. But I was gonna say, yeah, like tell me, I didn't just ruin this for you. No, right? no, like, like you literally like, pulled it up, and I was like, <laughs> "There." I, I know what they're going for, but that's a that, that's that's something. The yeah. lifeless, wide open eyes. The too open even for that moment uh too open like bright red mouth <laughs> yeah uh, on the bright side it's not like the size of what you would find in a blow up doll so we don't have to worry about that but it's uh it it's something to say the least <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure I, I'm, I'm keeping this picture specifically, though, uh, just for shit posting. Just like that zoomed or like, in, or like meme reactions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, keeping yeah. it. I'm keeping like, it. Like so, when the ducks are like down three nothing at the end of the first, and then you can just like post that on there. Yeah, exactly. Because like just his facial expression too looks like oh holy fuck. It's not yeah. like it's not like oh my god. Did you just see that? It's like a I want to die inside kind of expression. <laughs> Also, did they just not... Is there not a stick with that? Because, like, obviously in the picture, he's holding a stick. There's just not a stick. Hmm. By the looks of it. Yeah. Unless they edited it out of the picture just because it might have been awkward, but, like... Yeah, yeah it's possible. It, it is just... Yeah, there's no stick. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, if, I would hope that they would have a stick because, like, every good action figure comes with accessories, so... Yeah, exactly. It should definitely come with a... <laughs> If the helmet's not removable, it needs to come with a stick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We got Andrew in the chat here saying, how are you doing today? We're doing good, Andrew. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, yeah, okay. Now we can get into the the games, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. I just wanted to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I mean, just needed to share the Trevor Zegras blow-up doll action figure. Yeah, I I mean... (laughs) I like how you were like, I didn't know where to put this. So I thought, let's just open with it. Exactly. <laughs> and not, not like, oh, let's put it at the end so that hopefully, oh. like, all the kids that are listening are like, oh, oh no, front and center. Now. Front and yeah. center. This is so what like, you're getting. This is, that's, if this is anyone's first episode, they're going to be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's where we're going. Okay. Okay, Timmy, you're not allowed to listen to the Quack Report anymore. <laughs> this is for daddy only or mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man yeah uh, so we'll start back on Monday night first game uh, after the all-star break for the Anaheim Ducks and, and the Dallas Stars, Stars. Uh, hey 
Uh, and this was a shootout loss for the Ducks. But, I mean, the fact that you're going all the way to a shootout and getting a point against the Dallas Stars is pretty good, if you ask me. This is a game that, like, throughout it, the Ducks should not have been in on this. No. They shouldn't have been. They got outplayed in every fucking aspect. Oh, well, yeah. But what else do you expect? Ex- Actually, no. Before I even say that, I should maybe double check. Uh, I was going to say, except for goaltending. But mm. Jake Ottinger did do pretty good as well. Yeah, overall, 32 saves on 34 shots. Yeah, uh, The Ducks had seven high danger chances. But then when you compare mm. that to John Gibson, who is the reason... That we won this game. Oh, yeah. 12 high danger shots against. um, 11 high danger saves. 39 saves on 41 shots against. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And high danger chances? Um, Oh, for the the team. For the stars, yeah. Oh, high danger chances for the... Oh, I said said they had 12 high danger shots. Oh, okay. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a few more. I mean, five more than the Ducks, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, twelve to seven—that's that's a significant difference. I would it, say. Yes, especially for high danger chances, right? And considering the amount of shots the Ducks had as well, of thirty-four to forty-one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a difference there. So um, yeah, uh, Andrew saying stars playing tonight against the Wild. Yeah, last I saw it was three nothing, which was just a few minutes before we started recording. So I don't know if it's any different there now, but they're uh, they're taking it to the Wild. Three uh, so. one in three the one second intermission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I apparently blacked out for like the first little bit of this Ducks Stars discussion. Did you do the deserve to win a meter and expected goals and all that? No, I didn't, but oh, join okay. the club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, deserve to win a meter, uh, 82.1% in favor of Dallas, just to drive home the point that I was making that the Ducks uh-huh. should not have been in on this game. Uh, and the expected goals was 5.24 for Dallas, 2.45 for Anaheim. Yeah, so really a, a good goaltending. I, I I don't really want to call it a good goaltending battle because I but it just kind of more says like oh, Gibson had a display by Gibson there yeah and, but I mean with uh, with Ottinger like he you, you know you round up to three goals for Anaheim and uh, he only allowed two so like kind of looks like he still had a, a good performance but yeah um, yeah it just sucks that like by expected or goal saved above expected. Gibson outplayed Ottinger, but he still didn't get the win. Yeah, and I mean, what else is new? Um, but that also is just like almost every goalie against the Anaheim Ducks this season as a whole, right? That's true, yeah. So, because usually with the goaltending, we're, especially for Anaheim, we're either talking about like, oh, it was great and was a big reason why this game was so close or that the Ducks won this game even or something like that, or it's just, yeah, goaltending wasn't great either, plus no real help in front, and the other goalie most of the time just did their job, right? Yeah. So, like, there's a, there hasn't been, I feel like, too many spectacular performances by goaltenders on the other side, just because they haven't really had to. They don't have to. They yeah. haven't been given the opportunity to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, in terms of offensive producers here, uh, Silverberg got his first goal in 15 games. Uh, yeah, he's been quite 
I don't even want to say a snake bitten. He's just been quiet for a long time. Yeah, and I mean that does happen when you're on the third line. Um, and but for guys like Silverberg, like you, like kind of recently too, relatively, right? Who's sorry, Lundestrom? Yeah, yeah, who was like true. normally yeah. centering with him? So like, there's yeah, been, so like there's been re- line shuffling over the last little bit. So yeah, he's been playing with great Kim's players, yeah. or he hasn't like been playing with the same guys consistently either. So it's it, it does make sense, I guess, that he would struggle. But for a guy like Silverberg and like what he's kind of done over his career before, like he's been, you know, 20, 30 goal. Like I feel like he was close to 40, a couple, like kind of in his prime. I don't know if he ever got there, but. Um, uh, no, the most goals that uh, Silverberg's ever scored was the 18 19 season. So just before we started, uh, 73 yeah. games, 24 goals. Oh, so he's never even hit 30. Wow. No. Um, But, I mean, it's... He's just always been a steady producer because he went on a run between 2014 um, and 2020 before uh, that season got shut down. Um, 39 points, 39 points, 49 points, 40, 43, 39. So he's always around that 40-point mark, right? But he's just... um, he, He was one of those guys that was part of that face of the franchise kind of thing, right? Especially having yeah. an A on his chest. That's so. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, like, expect a little bit more consistency from him. So it's just, like, weird when he's not consistent. But you're, you're right. The Everything around him hasn't been. So I guess can kind of give him that. But also when he's this, playing on... Like, he's more than a third liner. So, like, if he's playing on the third line, he should theoretically be, you know, produce, be able to produce consistently. But... Yeah, this year is a little bit of a downer year for him, though, comparatively. Oh, yeah. Um, in 51 games, he's got 13 points now um, compared to 53 last year where he got 21. Mind you, he was mm-hmm. playing second line last year um, Yeah, for the, for the most of it uh, by recollection. But um, yeah, it's been kind of a, a, a rough go for Sulferberg this year kind of overall. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Max Comtois, you had some uh, stats for him here. Yeah, he was kind of sniffing around the net in this game. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get a goal. But uh, yeah, five shots on net, uh, two high danger chances. And uh, he led the team for expected goal percentage as well. It's uh, rounded 75%. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was, he was sniffing around. But uh, just one of the few guys, I guess, that made it kind of difficult potentially for, uh, for Ottinger there. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, here, I, I can let you talk about John Klingberg as well here. Since, uh, yeah, sure. It was just, got, uh, this is like stuff. the one note I had like specifically about like a player that uh, when rewatching the highlights again, um, yeah. I just have here, John, Cl- uh, or yeah, John Klingberg owns, owes John Gibson a Wagyu steak dinner after his fuck up in the second period. Oh fuck! If we're going by <laughs> by those standards, he he probably owes Gibson one for every game he's played so far this year. <laughs> but especially that one because it's a it's one thing to like you know fumble a pass or something like that. This is a clean pass across the ice that Klingberg just lets go past him, hit against the boards, and oh shit! There's Tyler Sagan. Yeah, takes the puck right and he's silver or not Silverberg, Sorry. Klingberg's just like standing there, like, oh, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah, dude. 
Um, but yeah, Gibson though, making, uh, one of those three saves that he probably shouldn't have, um, on, uh, I, I forget who even took the shot. Sagan passed it off and, uh, Gibson was in the splits and then fell over in the splits, got his arm down, uh, by the goal line and mm. stopped it. So they, they talked about this on the broadcast too. That's the second time that Gibson's made that save in like, I, I guess the last two games, cause we played Arizona just before the break that like totally yeah, out of position and sprawls in, in Arizona. And does it with or in, the uh, in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or was, on, on, was it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was overtime Arizona? against Chikrin. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Good, I, I can remember some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, it's uh it kind of reminds me in a way of the Vasilevsky like behind the back glove save, you know, that he was that, I mean he still sometimes does it, but like there was a string of a few games over he's one season. Trying to do where it, he was yeah. intentionally doing that, where he's like, Okay, I know I'm out of position, but like this works and it looks really cool. Um it, this almost like seems like it's kind of Gibbs one of Gibson's things where like uh, he knows he's out of position and he like he sticks out his leg in a specific way to be able to quickly like lay down without like you know slamming his body on the ice. Um, yeah, and, and then he gets into the position to make that save. And you know, realistically, should he shouldn't have to, but he's playing on the Anaheim Ducks, so he has to <laughs> try and make those spectacular saves. There you uh, go. Just to you know keep things interesting, I guess. Um, but it's almost kind of becoming his thing. I know it's only been a couple games, but if we see it a couple more times over the next two three weeks, then. It's it's sort of the Gibson save. Yeah, and I think the the end part of what you're saying there uh, is your argument against it being a Vasilevsky thing, where like Vasilevsky was intentionally trying to do that almost yeah. uh, at a, at a point, right? He's just <laughs> like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on the highlight reel with this kind of thing because I know I know I can do it. Which, in fairness, right? If it's a skill that you can do and you've practiced, yeah, go and, for and it. it works. Yeah, yeah. But John Gibson is, he's making that save because he has to. He, I don't think he's thinking yeah. about it in that case. He's going, shit, shit, shit. There was no one on top of the crease here, and he is cutting across, and I, this is the only thing I have left. <laughs> yeah. Besides, like, <laughs> swinging my stick. And even then, mm. that's not going to work. So. But, but even then, like, a lot of goalies in that position do just, like, kind of reach to try and, like, you know, swing their stick or poke check it. Or, they, or they're like, I'm out of position. I'm just going to look at it because there's nothing else I can do yeah. at this point. They're, like, just going to watch them score the easiest goal of their life whereas gibson isn't giving up on that and even if he looks dumb because he doesn't save it at least he's like trying that save i guess i don't know yeah most of the time it depends most of the time he's trying there's definitely some that he's just like yeah fuck it and those are the ones where you're like okay you definitely had a good chance there though but yeah anyway um yeah uh whoever decides to go for klingberg uh at, at the uh upcoming trade deadline uh which uh, from Frank Saravalli on the Daily Faceoff show today sounds like uh, Calgary, Seattle, and the Islanders are potentially in the mix, um, mm. or at least are, are fits uh, mm. for a John Klingberg trade. Um, yeah. If it is one of those three teams that gets him, or any of the other teams, uh, yeah, I hope, hope they have fun with that. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know those teams too. Like they seem like the. Um... I don't want to say the most desperate, but they're definitely the teams that are like, we know that we can make the playoffs and we can potentially make some noise in the playoffs. Like you're not just going to get swept if you do happen to squeak in. Um, Those three teams, Calgary, Seattle, and the Islanders seem like the ones that are like, okay, we know we're not necessarily like a a contender in the sense that like our expectation is 
cup final and anything below that is not okay. Like these are the teams that are like, if we get in, we're happy, but like we all obviously want to still make a push. Um, so I, I think that, and I think that's kind of what you, that, that's the only team that's going to pick John Klingberg. Mm-hmm. Any team that's like, no, we're going for it this year. Like this, that is the ultimate goal. If if yeah. we fin- don't finish with a Stanley Cup, this season's a write-off. Like that, that sucks. Um, I mean, maybe not Calgary. Maybe they don't fit quite into that mold, but they fall on, in my um, biased opinion, the desperate mode of like, we need to do something because what we have isn't working. We know we're on the cusp of a playoff spot. We just need to get a guy that hopefully can help salvage this season. Um, maybe to an extent the Islanders, but I mean, they did just get Bo Horvat, but I think Klingberg would be like that extra piece to push them into the finals there. Yeah, so. I I don't think your take is too biased when it comes to uh to, to Calgary especially. Well that's good. <laughs> um yeah, that's definitely been a, a conversation on hockey Twitter of like, should they be buyers or should they be sellers? Should they just stay bat? Mm-hmm. Um and whatever. But uh yeah, uh taking a look at like kind of who are those top teams, uh Vegas again within the division, but it's wouldn't be the first time that Anaheim and Vegas have tried to make deals at least. Um, there was obviously the one uh, last year with uh, Donov mm-hmm. um, that uh, d- didn't happen after it did. Um, yeah. Ryan Getzlaff was nearly going there. He said so himself. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Vegas maybe because, hey, no, uh, Mark Stone might have some money until game to, one of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, might might have some money to 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 throw around a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Seattle though is that team that's uh, sitting in second, and I would be very surprised if they got pushed out of that spot uh, in the division. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's like another in division thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like for for me, is it not a forty chess move to trade Klingberg to the someone in your division? A that little see four times though. <laughs> <laughs> that is, if uh, I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of like, okay, wherever Klingberg goes is where he's gonna resign, right? Because um, he is a, a pending UFA. Um, so I guess that's where it's okay. Yeah, if if he if he decides to fuck off out of out of Seattle after the fact. Yeah, sure, that works. Take your, uh, yeah, take a prospect and a top end pick from a divisional, not rival, but like you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, someone um, in the division. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of works. But then if you have to play against him, that's where I'm kinda, always kind of like, Ugh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe let's stay away from these seven teams in particular yeah. because you have to play them quite a bit. So, um, just not in this case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, does Dallas want him back? They're sitting first in the in, in the Central Division, and uh, there's a reason they're first Western in the Conference. Central Division. Yeah, compared to last, compared they to don't last have John Klingberg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's definitely not the reason. But uh, well, and but uh, what else anyway, has changed um, on their roster? A, a more more solid goaltending base. They have the same goalies. Ottinger's the same. Wedgwood yeah. is new. This I year. guess. I guess he's new. So and he's been playing great as well when Ottinger's yeah. been out, right? So who was, their back, been, who was their backup last year? Uh, last year, I think was 
it was Holtby, I think, was still around. Yeah, Holtby was still around, and there was always kind of yeah. in and out kind of with that even. Um, Winnipeg, yeah. I don't think, is a team that really needs somebody of Klingberg's no. skill set to say. Um, so. Boston's just in on everybody, and we have trade they're, history yeah, with him, so why for, not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Toronto's normally a team that's looking for defense, but I don't think they really need to. This year, personally, they they've done yeah, fine. They've kind and, of been and okay, yeah. It's been that's been with losing guys throughout the season as well, right? Yeah. Um, Carolina is a possibility. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure about New Jersey offhand, but yeah, just kind of like looking at like the top two teams uh, for each division there. Yeah, Dallas, Vegas, Seattle, uh, Boston, Carolina. Would be kind of like my picks for like those top teams that are looking like they're gonna make it. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's fair. or I guess in Boston's case, <laughs> are one hundred fucking percent sure gonna make it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I guess yeah, and it is kind of interesting actually taking a look, uh, at least for right now. Two of those teams mentioned in Calgary and the Islanders are both just sitting outside the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, desperate enough to take Klingberg. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, Andrew I, here, did, he did say uh, yes, which was, I think it popped up when um, we were talking about uh, Toronto there, because I know he's a Toronto guy. Uh, he says yeah. Toronto always gets injuries as well, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have Klingberg as, I guess, I don't want to say Morgan Riley insurance, I guess whoever the second pairing defenseman is. I don't follow Toronto enough to remember off the top of my head who that is. But I'm trying to think of who that would be. I listen enough to the Steve Dangle podcast. You think I know the entire fucking roster of the Toronto Maple Leafs by now? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look here. That's oh, the problem with these East Coast teams is I, I can never remember who's on them because I don't watch them play enough. Uh, currently, it's so first line for the Leafs: Morgan Riley, uh, TJ Brody. Mm. Um, so I guess maybe even Brody. I, I guess Brody insurance. insurance? Yeah, that's yeah, kind of he, those, he when like, I said second pairing, I meant like second on the depth chart, I guess. Yeah. Um same side too. Currently the second pairing is uh Justin Hall and the oldest player uh in the NHL currently, Mark Giordano. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the Klingberg is a better replacement for one of those guys, probably. Yeah. And then uh Rasmus Andine and Timothy Lilligren, which are Doing just fine from my last knowledge. There, oh, right. So. Muzzin. That's who I was thinking of. But yeah, Muzzin's out. For He's been out for the so. entire season, though. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really count him in that right now. Like, I know technically, yes, he's on the injured reserve. But it's, mm-hmm. it's almost a question, I think, right now of like, should he even play again? So. Yeah. But, I mean, Klingberg would kind of fill that hole because Muzzin's been a staple back there for quite a few years for Toronto. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, anyways, we got quite... Far off of the uh, Duck Stars game, we're, we're I mean, coming we're up on trade Klingberg, deadline. But... We're coming yeah, up exactly. on trade deadline. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're literally less than a month away. It's March third, so uh, it was when trade deadline is. So that's uh, we're kind of looking forward to that. And then now that Horvat has moved from uh, Vancouver to the Islanders, it's uh, that's kind of the first domino to fall. And now we're going to see a, a lot of other moves. Happen. Yeah, I, I don't I, think directly I, because of that, but now like the the market has been set for trade deadline, so now teams the know what to kind of market's ask. been set for centers, I guess. 
Yeah, I feel, I feel like unless or, or forwards I'm, in general. Yeah, yeah, I feel like unless there's just somebody I'm missing offhand, I feel like Klingberg is actually the first domino to fall for defenseman this year. Potentially, I mean, we'll see who. Like if Chikrin goes before Klingberg, but oh yeah, that's true. I, but I, I feel like he's not going to. There's also Edmondson, who's um, rumored to be traded, and has been for a while. Uh, there's someone else out east. I can't remember who it is, but. Yeah. I am taking a look here. I'm just trying to pull Oh, no, I'm up. thinking Carlson, sorry, who's out west, but he's another guy that's rumored to go. So, Rumored to go, but man, how is any team going to fit that under their cap? It would have to be a double retention. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get into some trade deadline a little bit more next week or the week after because we got uh, some other... Actually, yeah, oh... Oh boy, we just keep scrolling here. Yeah, we got lots of stuff yep. to talk about. Okay, um, let's do the Blackhawks and Ducks game next, which uh, went to overtime, but went in the Ducks' favor this time with a three-two overtime win. So uh, the yeah. battle of the mids, mids, the bottoms, the, not even the power bottoms, just the. <laughs> Just the just the bottom. I was about to go, oh, that sounds suggestive. And then you went with the power bottoms and I'm like, oh, okay, we are going suggestive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I specifically chose mid, not bottom, because the deserve to win meter at 58.9% in favor of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Goals uh, or expected goals, not too much of a difference. 2.58 for uh Chicago, uh 2.05 for Anaheim. Um and then the expected goal percentage for both teams, uh, 55.7 for Chicago as a team, mm-hmm. uh, 44.3 for Anaheim as a team. Just middle of the line for everything. <laughs> yeah. And like even looking at the uh, just the expected, like cumulative expected goals, like throughout the game kind of thing, yeah. it's just. Uh, you could almost put a, a straight line through both of them. It's just mm-hmm. there. It is. That's it. Yeah. That, 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 so that's what one it is. of these teams <laughs> will eventually go above this line, while the other ones below it, and it, yeah. it could go either way. <laughs> when you when you look at like the chance of uh, like winning for this game, it is like just over fifty percent for the Blackhawks. And for the vast majority of the game, except for the times that they held a lead. And that was when it was one nothing and two one. Then it jumped to seventy percent or seventy-four percent about. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it was like just sitting above like fifth like just at like fifty-five, just below, mm-hmm. basically until you got to overtime. Then it was like yeah. straight at fifty. <laughs> so yeah. just mid the entire time (laughs) yeah that's fair that's fair yeah okay that makes sense and that first period too shots nine six in favor of anaheim if i remember off the top of my head or or the way i prefer to say it six nine ah there you go um yeah just a mid period as well just not a whole lot going on really not a whole lot going on in this game in i mean general (laughs) did uh did anybody expect this to be like the most exciting matchup of the season like like I, the, the the most high, the, like considering like who both these teams have while not doing great, um, the most high profile name that scored last night was Seth Jones. Yeah, like 
Like I mean, and, and Patrick Kane got an assist. I think that's kind of it in terms yeah, of like the big that's names. It. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it was Jason Dickinson was the other goal scorer for Chicago, and then um, for Anaheim, Vitrano in overtime. Uh, obviously, yeah. That's that would uh, be which, yeah. Um, we we kind of know it because we follow him, but I don't think a lot of more casual fans like would really know who that is. Name, I guess. Yeah. Um. But also, Petrano, six goals in his past 10 games. Inclu- like That is including that hat trick. But that's that's better than we were seeing, right? So I, oh, think, sure. he, yeah. I think the snake might have loosened its its jaws a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's uh, Brett Leeson and Jason Megna yeah. scoring for Anaheim, the fourth line. Yeah, exactly. We uh, Sorry, we also got five in a game here saying, what up, boys, uh, watching us on Facebook as well. So, uh, what up? What's going on? Five in a game. Good to see you. Um, Thanks for joining the chat. I think if I, I, don't, I haven't recognized your name before. So, welcome. Yeah, welcome. But, uh, yeah, just not a whole heck of a lot. Brett Leeson's back uh, in the lineup for the first time since January 19th against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, got two goals on the or two points on the night. Sorry, not two goals. Um, Jason Magna scores his first uh nhl goal since 2017 yep the ducks were in the playoffs the last time that jason magna scored a goal Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) uh and i did go and count just to see because he has played a lot of time in the ahl uh Mm -hmm. how many nhl games 97 so the guys Uh, played 98 that was 98 that was 90 well 97 in between and then in the 98th game he scored yeah yeah, um, but yeah, yeah so I, got, I, I went and found stats too. So <laughs> over over a full regular season of games played without a goal. Yeah. So and uh, but yeah, put up two stats or two, put up two stats, put two points on the stat sheet. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> um, I, I went just a touch further than you on those, um, and also just for some context on his ninety-eight games without a goal or ninety-seven without a goal, I suppose ninety-eighth. He got the goal. Uh, he he has only played 187 games, career NHL games, so like not a ton. But that also kind of begs the question: If you go 97 straight games without scoring a goal, what do you like? Why are you still in the NHL? Like that just like why like, are teams willing to, fair, to like he what is wasn't he well, yeah, wasn't no but like <laughs> yeah no exactly but like. <laughs> And obviously, this is 187 more games than either of us, yeah. individually or combined, because yeah. it's been a big fat zero have played in the NHL, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, J- Jason may like, still like throw our jock straps into the rafters with oh, absolutely, you on the ice. Yeah, no, that's not even a question. But like, what's like what what does he bring to the game that NHL coaches and GMs are like? You know what we could really use. And, and I mean, maybe this is a question for Pat Verbeek at some point. You know, we can tweet into Duck Stream and yeah, why is uh, maybe someone will ask him eventually. Why, why is why? this the guy out of everybody who's been on the waiver wire this year? And there's been some good players. Why is mm-hmm. this the guy that you decided to claim? Because you could have probably had almost any of the other ones, especially when you were sitting 32nd. You would be first yeah. in line. Yeah, exactly. You want yeah. him? He's yours. Yeah. Why Jason Megna? It's, it's free. It's free real estate. Really? Like, 
Yeah, there's, there's been tons of good claims this year, and the Ducks have not been part of any of them. And you can't, honestly, you can't even make the, oh, but his brother plays in San Jose, so there's that rivalry, and he, it gives us a little bit of an edge. No, he plays in there. Seattle now. Yeah, he got <laughs> traded. So, like, fucking get, get rid for of this guy. For a fourth-round pick. Like, thank you, Magna, for your goal and your assist to help us beat the Blackhawks so that we don't get Bedard. Like, thanks, yeah. thanks, man. I really appreciate that, but, like, come on. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's... Again, not to, I'm not trying to shit on the guy too much because he's played 187 more games than I have in the NHL, yeah. but I, I just don't understand like what... Um, he's played for five teams over that span. The yeah. most games that he's played in a single season was 2016-2017 with the Vancouver Canucks where he had 58 games played and put up a career high. Oh, no, sorry, not even a career high. Uh, he put up eight points. Mm-hmm. In 58 games, his career high came in his very first season in the NHL, 36 games with Pittsburgh in 13, 14. Mm-hmm. We were in grade 11. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, and he put up nine points in those 36 games. Wow. Um, also, uh, I just had some other stats. Um, oh, he has had, he scored in at least a goal in 11 games of his 187 games played in his career uh only one of them being a two goal game which i believe was back in 2017 it was before the february 9th 2017 which again five years ago (laughs) took him five years before he or between nhl goals which is nuts um and then uh fifth game this one was his fifth career game with uh two or more points in it so i mean Kind of a reason to celebrate there is not very often that you know the bottom line guys get yeah two points in a game. So um, yeah, it just think, really shows that he had a good game, I guess. But it's yeah. It's, well, the it's goal that bad. he got even was just like just tossing it on net. It's yeah, he's definitely a bottom line guy, which every team needs, right? You, obviously, yeah. you have to have a, a bottom line, like unless you're unless it's the Olympics and it's like you know Team USA or like Team Canada, and you can go like oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mark, Mark Shifley, you're our fourth line center, right? Like, yeah. Otherwise, like otherwise, you need guys like a Magna, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I just feel like he would be better suited in the AHL in like a middle six role, like teaching some yeah. of the guys coming up through the system like how to be physical at, at, at yeah, the which, AHL and the NHL level, and also like protect guys that are coming up and just you know yeah, provide which, a little grit to the AHL. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure he was the captain of the Colorado Eagles, actually, the affiliate of the Avalanche maybe, yeah. uh, before he got claimed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, maybe he, that's the plan, and that's why he's sticking around, and then eventually we can bury him once we have the guys to, you know, fill that roster spot. Yeah, but, what's his what's his uh, deal right now? It's like 750K. Um, I don't know for how long. but Oh, yeah, no, that's sorry. That's what I meant, like, was like what's the duration left on it? But, yeah, Megna in the AHL is definitely a lot more productive overall. Uh, in 415 games, he's put up 251 points, 121 yeah, of those being goals. So, yeah, so, the, like, he, he should be there, realistically. And, and again, zero NA, or zero, sorry, zero AHL games played as well, so that's still, like, very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. But um, it's just... That's where I would like to see Magna in the system. But. Yeah, and overall, there's some guys that are stuck in the AHL, such as, I don't know, maybe your Lucas Dostal, um, yeah. who are that. They're stuck there, right? Because there's just yeah. like a backlog in the NHL mm. that like 
Like those guys are guys that should be in the NHL for sure. Um, yeah, Jason Magna. Oh, he's he's done after this season actually. His, oh, okay. his contract's up and he becomes a UFA. So yeah, so could resign him, but yeah. Um, either way, you know, it, it is kind of cool to see those bottom line guys scoring like Magna and Leeson. Um, because you know, it, it's fun when they score because it's. Like when it's Zegris, it's, you're like, oh yeah, another Zegris goal. Of course, this happens yeah. like every game or two. Uh, but when it's Magna and Leeson, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> These yeah, guys exactly. scored a goal, like nice. And then they're <laughs> just like, got so two happy three too. Goals? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, uh, we didn't really talk about Vitrano's goal. We just kind of brushed past it. Uh, you did say six goals in the last ten games, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think the bigger talking point almost was the uh, the assist from Lundestrom. Like, how he... Run me just, through it. I'm apparently not remembering this right now. He, uh... I, I, I forget, how, I forget where when he picked up the puck, but he... I feel like he picked it up in our zone, or in the attacking zone, sorry, and then, like, skated it out, regrouped, skated oh, yeah, into right, the zone, yeah. went around the net, and then eventually just found Vetrano, like, wide open. Like, he just kept skating and until like the Chicago Blackhawks essentially fucked up and let him get a pass through. And yeah, then, he just he and then Vitrano made a nice right. move too. But like just the possession and control by and the patience by Lundestrom, I love mm-hmm. to see that for him. And that's what you need for a third pairing or sorry, a third line guy. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Not, once once you said, it, I kind of I was starting mm-hmm. to remember. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. He picked it up on Morazic's right side off of uh, I don't remember who he picked it off from, but um, we'll, yeah, we'll go no. Seth Jones probably. Yeah, makes sure. sense. Yeah. Um, Makes it sound and, more impressive uh, that way. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Peter Morazic, for the win, I guess. But no thank you because we kind of also want to be lower. It, the, the Dutch right so now tough. are really confusing for me. And I, I feel like yeah. extremely conflicted because I'm like, it would be great to have, you know, like a Connor Bedard or something like that mm-hmm. uh, on this roster. But at the same time, uh, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm double checking right now. Um, pretty sure in the last ten games, the Ducks have only had like one game without a point, or something like that. Um, I could be wrong on that one. Three, four, five, uh, six, seven, there's eight, at nine. least two. Oh, why? Why don't I just look at the last ten games? I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, five, three, and two in the last ten. So, so three games that? without a point then. Yeah, so 20, 20 possible points, and they've picked up 12 of them. Yeah, and even just in the last five, nine of the last 10, or nine yeah. points out of a possible out of, in, 10, in, sorry, the in the last 10. five. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, yeah. Why now? <laughs> why now? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is you know increasing the value of some of the guys in anticipation of the trade deadline, like whoever we're going to be trading. Yeah. Um, it, it does make them look a little more enticing, I guess. But the, the, there's still lots of time to tank after we sell everybody on the team. <laughs> so, fear not. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just Chicago, Chicago's trying to get rid of Taves, Kane, and probably Max Domi as well. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> um, just while we're on the topic of... Uh, try to be shopping, I guess, for uh, for yeah, those kind of reasons. I, I feel like there's not... Gavrikov, really any- I think, is kind of the only name I've heard. So Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, well, we're on the topic of the last few games. Let's bring up our handy dandy spreadsheet just because I want to brag for a couple minutes here. Yeah, you Boy, got it. That. I did. 3 2 Anaheim. Yeah. And you, uh, I, I was kind of laughing because uh, before 
that game had started. I even kind of thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I might actually want to change my answer to Anaheim, but leave the score. Yeah. But I like that's, I kind of looked and I was like, no, actually, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna yeah. leave it. And then yeah, sure enough, Anaheim wins three two, and I was like, fuck, we could have both had it right. <laughs> we could have, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll bring this up again later when we talk about upcoming games here. But that's uh that's where we're at here. Fifty two games into the season. Um yeah, I suppose uh now is a good time to take a quick break. Oh uh you know what you do have one more thing here. I think it'll be quick. Let's uh breeze through. Oh that. yeah, just speaking of the uh why now kind of thing. Um why now to suddenly know how to kill penalties? They've killed off the last eleven um mm-hmm. over the over a three game span of Arizona, uh Dallas and Chicago. Now you might go, okay, Arizona, Chicago. You know, Chicago's at a 19.2% uh, on the power play. Uh, Arizona at 18.4, uh, 25 and like 25th and 26th, respectively, but mm-hmm. five for five against Dallas. That's impressive. Are converting at 25% right now. Good for sixth, sixth in, the league. in the league. Or tied for fifth, actually. Oh, sorry, so, tied for sixth. Tied for sixth. Yeah. Right. That's. Um, like damn, but again, why now? Yeah, but also <laughs> this is, like, a, in this fairness, is a, like this is a this is a penalty kill that's twenty eighth in the league at under yeah. three quarter, seventy three and a half percent. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't matter how dog shit Arizona and Chicago's power play is because our penalty kill is still bad. Like that doesn't yeah. mean, like it doesn't matter how how bad it is. Like it's it's impressive when you can go. Four for four against anyone. I don't care if it's uh, if it's Arizona or Chicago or I don't even know who's last. Uh, can, if, if it's Vancouver, oh no, Vancouver's penalty kills the one that sucks. I don't care if it's Montreal or Philly or the Islanders, like they're yeah, all down Montreal. there on power play, or Edmonton, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, who who are at the top in power play percentage. Like it doesn't matter if your pe- penalty kills dog shit. It's dog shit no matter what. So. Oh, yeah, Montreal, uh, 15.6% on the power play. Holy shit. Still not worse than Anaheim a few years ago. What was it, 8.9%? Yeah, that's true. And and it's, not can, a whole lot worse. worse than us right now. We're at 15.9. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a 0.3% difference. So the, the two teams between us are Philly and the Islanders at 0. 0.8. 16.8, yeah. Or 15.8. Yeah. 15.8, yeah. yeah. Flyers, it makes sense. The Islanders should just be better. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Bo Horvat, Bo Horvat, I think so. Yeah. Probably help that, and yeah. and a John Klingberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, power Maybe. play specialist John Klingberg. Maybe <laughs> We're looking at you. That that makes a lot more sense. Why they might be interested now. Um, but yeah, let's uh, take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we'll do some news, some upcoming games, some goals, and AHL talk. And uh, of course, we'll uh, wrap up with some what's quacking, like we do every Wednesday. Uh, but we will see you guys in just a couple of minutes here. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Pacific to see what prop bet will be boosted. So, what are you waiting for? 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day. Just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All righty. Let's get to a couple news pieces here. Uh, I guess start with the injury update. Uh, Troy Terry left the game against Dallas in the first period. Is considered day-to-day. Didn't play against Chicago. Uh, So we will see how he's doing uh, and if he's ready to go for Friday. And I don't think we've really heard much else beyond day-to-day. Yeah, haven't uh, heard much yet. And yeah, that is that is the nice part about, um, you know, you hit the back-to-back and then now you have a three-day break or two-day break, I guess, of Wednesday, Thursday. See kind of what's going on. And yeah, hopefully it's not much and, you know, turns from... I Who was it earlier this season that was like, Oh yeah, he's day to day, and then suddenly, yeah, he's on IR, and it's like, what the? F- that's a jump. I, f- I forget who it was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Um, I feel like it was. Was it still ours? I think it might have been still ours. Might have been. Yeah, but I don't remember. But um, yeah, let's um, let's hope it's not that. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I did want to say coming out of the break as well. Uh, we got Ronnie joining us in the chat as well with a quack quack quack. Hope it's been a good evening for y'all so far. It has. It's been a lot of fun, and thank you for What's joining going on, us. Ronnie. Uh, yeah, and then the other injury is Urovacaninen placed on IR on Monday with an undisclosed injury. So it uh, looks like he's going to miss uh, another few games as well after missing quite a few to start the season, uh, which is tough for him because he definitely brought some stability to our back end, I thought. And now that he's out, that definitely leaves a, another hole on the uh, back end. So Yeah, Vakaninen was the equivalent of uh, taking that folded up piece of paper way too many times and putting it under the leg of your table so it doesn't wobble nearly as much. 
there's still some instability there, but it's at least better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was like, what? I don't under- yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we got for injuries right now. Yeah. So we shall see. Hopefully, those guys are, you know, speedy recoveries to them. Yeah. Um, this one I, I didn't really hear too much about, and I haven't listened to the new Thirty Two Thoughts yet. So. Feel free to jump in a little bit more here, Nate. But on a recent episode, uh, Elliot Friedman saying that the Ducks will sign Jackson Lacombe following the college season. He was a 39th overall pick by Anaheim back in the 2019 NHL draft. I believe he also played a bit in the World Juniors. If I want to say, um, I can double check right now because I do have his elite prospects page up. Um. No, not in the World Juniors, but he has played oh, yeah, uh, for for USA. Yep. Where am I missing that? Uh, USA U twenty World Junior six games, one assist. Twenty twenty. Oh yeah, there it is. Jeez, yep. I was looking at okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, there you go. I was looking at tournament statistics, and I'm like, I'm seeing U eighteen here for the like Gretzky. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh yeah, it's weird they don't have that under tournament. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Because it, it is, is different. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it was in uh, in Freeman's 32 Thoughts blog, actually. Uh, oh, point okay. number 15, he said, uh, yeah, 2023 Hobie Baker nominee uh, Jackson Lacombe from the University of Minnesota has indicated that he will sign with Anaheim after this season. Uh, one of the NCAA's top scoring defenders, uh, Lacombe, taking 39th overall in 2019, uh, could have become a free agent this summer, uh, and there would have been plenty of interest. That is a good keep for the Ducks. Just stalking the defensive prospects, uh, prospect covered a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm like, honestly surprised we didn't have him sign before. It's very rare for a guy drafted that high. I feel to not. It's it's be rare signed. for a guy maybe drafted that high, but he's playing out his full time at uh, at the University of Minnesota. This is his fourth season there, right? So he'll yeah. finish his four years, finish his schooling, which like that's yeah. m- maybe not so much unusual, I guess, for I NCAA suppose. guys. Yeah. Um, is it, is there a thing that if he's signed to an NHL deal, he can't play in college, or can you no. still? No, nothing for that. It's um, I, I think the the issue more comes with if he's signed, he can't play in the NHL, or because it's not like he could go for um, say like a nine game stint before like burning off the first year of his ELC kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then go back to uh, like kind of like go back to the CHL or something like that. If yeah, uh, for for that thing. The NCAA is if if you play any form of professional hockey, you are ineligible for the NCAA. Oh, okay. So he could so, be signed but not play a game. But as soon as he plays as that far one as, game. As far as I'm aware, but maybe it is a thing as well with if you're signed. Because I if you're that, signed, it might be like just AHL only kind of thing. I I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but um, it could also just be like, I don't want to ha- have the potential of being called up because I want to play college hockey. So I'm not signing anything. It could be his decision to not sign. But once he hits that three year mark, he's like, okay, I will sign now. It, it could entirely be on him. Yeah. I am kind of wondering if it is just like, they can't, they can't even sign. Um, 
because you had the University of Michigan last year. Remember, they had uh, Matty Beniers, Owen Power, and um, Ken Johnson, like right. all in the top five, right? Mm-hmm. And they waited until the college season was up to sign deals. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if it is that I don't I don't know yeah. as much with uh, NCAA hockey, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm still trying to learn a bit more about. Yeah, but I think that might actually be the thing so because i know would make a lot of sense yeah because i know with the ncaa um like you could go from the ncaa to the chl but you can't go the opposite because the ncaa considers the chl whether it's you know the western league ontario or quebec major um that's considered professional hockey by the ncaa Mm -hmm. so i it might just be like an like an overall, like if you play, if you if you have a professional contract, right, you're no longer a student technically, so you cannot play for us. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Um, just taking a look here because you know Trevor Zegers was obviously a very very high draft pick for us, um, and that was in the 2019 draft we took him. He played for Boston University in the NCAA. Uh, in the 2019-20 season for them, 33 games. He also played five games in the NHL. And then he didn't sign his entry-level deal until March 27th, 2020, which would be about when the NCAA the season year. ends. Yep. For a guy drafted, what was he, ninth? Yeah, ninth overall. Ninth overall. That's very strange. So it leads me to believe that once you're signed, you can't play in the NCAA. So, yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm being led to believe yeah. right now. And, I'll I'll have to double check the, somebody on that, but yeah, and the fact that then immediately when the season was done, he was like, "I'm signing, let's go." But didn't yeah, exactly. Play. Same, yeah, same so. with Powers, Beniers, those guys yeah. from last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for um, sure. I think I think that's got to be the case. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, very exciting that we'll have Jackson Lacombe uh, potentially as an option for the Gulls or the Ducks in the next year or two. Well, for sure, the, for sure next year because he can't play NCAA, but it's yeah. uh, he'll he'll play somewhere in our organization. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be a, a good complimentary player for the Ducks for a, a few years at least. So yeah, exactly. And like I said, just kind of stocking up those defensive uh, cupboards there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll be Lacombe, uh, Zellweger, Minchikov, Dry. Uh, I was about to say Drysdale. 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 Um, that's a solid top four in the future, right there. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the AHL All Star Weekend. Obviously, on Sunday we talked about the uh, NHL All Star Weekend, but the AHL All Star Weekend wrapped up. Um, I think that that one ran Saturday and Sunday, or no Sunday Monday I think yeah Sunday Monday, Sunday, Monday yeah um, yeah so uh, San Diego's Lucas Dost, uh, Dostal was uh, representing uh, the San Diego Gulls and uh, split AHL uh, All Star MVP honors with uh, fellow Pacific Division goaltender uh, Calgary Wranglers Dustin Wolf um, nice. where the tandem stopped 42 of 49 shots in the 3v3 uh, tournament on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Dostal uh, also picked up two assists, which I think ties the record 
for assists by a goaltender in the AHL All-Star game for as long as it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I it, it, it looks long on the outline for you, Carter, but it's more just giving some explanation because oh, I did yeah, want to sure. make it kind of a talking point as well just because it's it's been the conversation over this last week of you know, we saw the skills competition and the game in Florida, and it's been a lot of maybe even a little bit more of the complaints of what has been over the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it feels kind of slow. It's not as exciting anymore, whether you're in the building or watching on TV, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. you're kind of like you're, th- you're throwing on the skills in the background almost. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit more because there were some comments uh comparing the AHL All-Star weekend, which was considered by fans and the AHL themselves uh, to be a absolute success. Mm -hmm. Um, And fans especially just really enjoyed it. And I was seeing a lot of, you know, like this is even better than the NHL one. And Mm -hmm. um, a, a friend of mine as well, Mike Gould was there, um, in Laval as well for the All-Star Weekend covering it. And he was posting a lot about it. And from what I was able to gather as well as watching the the highlights there on the AHL uh, YouTube channel for the skills competition, at least, yeah, it's better. It's better by miles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a couple comments here coming from uh, uh, the Laval Rockets uh, forward, uh, Anthony Richard. Um uh, in a uh, sorry, in, in an article here from uh, Herb uh, Zerkowski from the Montreal Gazette, um, he said we keep it simple and gave it a great effort. And usually, when you combine the two, uh, it, it gives a good show. Uh, if you're trying yeah. to do too much, it's a bit boring. Look at the NFL; they're not doing a real game anymore. What's the point of going to see guys uh, if they don't put the like put on the helmets or pads? Yeah. Um, we have uh, we have less budget than the NHL, but I'd say we did a better job overall of showing our skill while keeping it simple for the fans. The NHL has to take note of what we did this weekend. It was a great show. It's all young guys who want to show their skill. Uh, you don't want to be the guy who's not trying hard. The game was on TV. Everyone wants to leave a good impression. You want to be the guy that shows his skills on a weekend like that. You know, I was just going to kind of say, like, just thinking about... It when you were like, yeah, the reception was like miles better. Um, I didn't see anything from the AHL one, so I can't compare personally. But um, it, it does just sort of make sense. Like it, it, it seems like the NHL is trying too hard to make it the most exciting thing that you could possibly watch on your Friday or Saturday afternoon or evening. It and, and I think a lot of it is like because of their budget. They're like, oh, we just got like you know millions, thousands, millions of dollars to throw at this event to try to make it exciting what can we come up with what can we tell everybody that this is what they want to see whereas the ahl and and some of the individual team skills competitions just have a much lower budget so it's like okay well we can do fastest skater that's that's literally free all we have to do is you know set up the nets and make players skate around them in a lap i mean it's not yeah. free. you have to like get you know timers radar guns like it's it, it's pretty budget the, the accuracy shooting Again, you, you just got to get some styrofoam targets and put them up in the net. Like, it's pretty basic. Um, and just to compare that to the NHL, 
they went. That was one of the most exciting events this year. Was the accuracy shooting for them because they yeah. just did styrofoam targets and they were like, shoot the puck, just shoot the puck at these targets. Yeah. It became lame when they had the digital screen that didn't even fucking work. And it yeah, was just exactly. Like, instead and then of they tried a different target, version, like and another version, yeah, and another version. Like I think they, I'm pretty sure they tried three different versions. They, they of did it before they were yeah. just like. Okay, yeah, fine. We'll go back to the styrofoam pucks, like yeah. the styrofoam discs, and everyone's like, "Yeah, exactly. fucking god!" But like, that's exciting because you're like, "Oh my god, the styrofoam thing exploded!" Like they just rifled it through that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, even just seeing like, styrofoam explode, like, like hockey fans are a simple people. It, yeah, we're we're so, humans. Like, big hits, we're, big yeah. goals, and shit popping off every now and then. Yeah, exactly. But like, we don't want to just see like a digital explodes. screen covered by a thick sheet of plastic, exactly. and instead of a you know, an exploding styrofoam target, we just hear. Thunk, and then there's like a little light. Yeah, like, or, that's, or not. That's not what screams or, or there's no, light or, or just the not. Thing doesn't yeah. register. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but um, like, so just taking those two as an example, like that's easy. And then just looking at the names, the name of this one event is pass and score. I would love to see people just pass and score. Like, yeah, so but we have to I, make it complicated. Yeah. So I do want to get to this one last comment, and then I'll. Yeah, I, I do want to yeah. go into what the events were. Yeah, sure. Because I think a lot of them are enticing and do solve a lot of the NHL it's problems. Simple. Yeah. Um, so uh, AHL president Scott Housen uh, responded to comments about the AHL skills competition being more entertaining than the NHL's. He said, well, ours is a traditional skills event. I know the NHL is trying new things and I applaud them for that. For that. Uh, they tried a whole bunch of new things in Vegas last year. They tried some things in Florida. I don't know why they do that or whether it's player driven, league driven. I don't it's know. Player driven. Uh, I can just tell you that our players are engaged and they got competitive last night. That is yeah. exactly what I was talking about on Sunday. Guys do not want to fucking be there. Mm-hmm. Right. And they aren't trying. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest case for it actually is the, the winners of the fastest skater. Which mm-hmm. is done the which was done the exact same way by the AHL as it is for the NHL. Um, the just to reiterate the the fastest time uh, this year um, for the NHL fastest skater uh, was Andrei Sveshnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes at thirteen point six nine nine seconds, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn fast. It's 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 speedy for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you had this year uh, for the AHL. Um, Ethan Frank of the Hershey Bears, uh, the affiliate of the Washington Capitals, um, setting an AHL record as well for this event, 12.915 seconds. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a whole, that's, that's, that's more than half a second. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like, you can't like, tell me that those eight NHL players aren't faster than this one guy who's in the AHL. Like, yeah, it's entirely possible that the guy's in the AHL because he's literally all speed and no hands. Like, there's there's mm-hmm. even guys like that in the a- NHL that, like, man, they can fucking skate and, like, they got good edge work and all that stuff, but just, like, brick hands. Like, they can't stick handle to save the, their lives. So, like, it's entirely yeah. possible. That's why he's down in the AHL. But, like, there's got to be somebody there that, that can do it in faster than 12. I mean, we've seen, we've seen those, some of those guys do it in faster than 12 seconds. They, they just weren't yeah. up for it. So exactly. And uh, yeah, here you go. So uh, Andrew's in the comments saying here, like goalie shooting down the ice and the, like the bench, like it's awful. Um, like, yeah, 
like definitely, you know, goalies playing the puck is a skill. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, right? Yeah. But is that the one that fans are wanting to see goalies do in the skills competition? No, they're they're wanting I, to I watch see that them in the game. <laughs> I want to see them saves. score a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're but they're there to watch them make saves. Yeah. Right? Like show off their that, that is the main job of a goaltender is to save shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AHL uh, skills competition had two different variations on showcasing the goaltenders. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read through, and this is how it went in order as well. I, I, okay. uh, I don't have the results for it, except for Ethan Frank in particular for the fastest skater. Yeah. Um, so you have your, you know, same as the NHL, you have your accuracy shooting. However, the AHL does it the way that we were talking about, how it's just most hits on the fewest attempts. Yep. There so, you go. Perfect. Um, yeah, no no time on it. And the mm-hmm. uh, hardest shot, same as the NHL. Uh, and the fastest skater, same as the NHL. Now, this is where you get some of the differences in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I thought automatically, I'm just like, yeah, this is way more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the puck control relay. So uh, players from opposing conferences, the opposing teams, uh, start behind the goal line mm-hmm. and straight line, beeline to the opposite goal line, mm-hmm. pick up a puck, and then they have to make their way back uh, puck handling through an obstacle course. So it's just mm-hmm. like working on their edges and like, going around and like whatever set path yeah. that was there for them. Um when you cross the line, the next player goes. Yeah. So, and I think they did like up to three guys uh, kind of thing. And, you know, whichever side wins, they get a point for the, for the overall scoring. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the NHL has done something similar in the past. It, it was more of like a, like a three player relay. So like one person did like the weaving yep. through obstacles and then at the end of it, they had to pass it to someone else and then, they were like passing into those mini yeah. nets, and then after that, it was like um, there there was something else. Yeah, and that's at the something, end of it. And, and, that's and that's exciting that too because it's competitive. Yeah. It's like head to head, and that's so like exactly. just just some ed- sort of thing. That, it's is, simple, and it's you can visibly see how it relates to hockey, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong, hands are awesome, right? But think yeah. of the edge work as well. That's in that that made up some of your favorite highlights throughout your life, right? Like mm-hmm. almost any. Pavel Datsuk highlight that you can think of. Think of the edge work that he did to just like suddenly stop and throw guys, like have guys like launch themselves into the boards because shit, suddenly Datsuk's not where he was going to be. Right. So um, you have the uh, first goalie challenge, which is the rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have one goalie versus two skaters from the opposite conference mm-hmm. um, set up a about uh, on the on the faceoff dots in the offensive zone, mm-hmm. um, and it's literally just rapid fire. You're going back and forth, left to right, as those guys are ripping shots at you, trying to score. And you from, know what? From Ovi's office on both sides, basically. I I only played hockey till I was eight years old, but that's a drill. I I I actually yeah. remember doing. Everyone stands in an arc around the goalie, and you just take shots. Yeah, and you you, you it's not like totally random, but like you're it's more the goalies just like facing a shot and then they're kind of picking the next guy. And like, once they're staring at you, you're shooting the puck or yeah. the coach is like you and they're like pointing 
from, you know, off to the side saying, okay, you're going next, you're going next, you're going next, and the goalie doesn't know where... Like, it's it's just a drill. So, like... Yeah. It's simple, but it's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, then we had the hardest shot. Again, same as the NHL. Accuracy shooting, same as the NHL. Then you get to the pass and score, which is the next goaltender uh, challenge. Okay. So, this is... The NHL kind of tried to do it, I think, a bit with the... Uh, the tendy tandem thing. Yeah. Right. Where you have the chance of, oh, okay, one, two, or three players coming in on you. Mm-hmm. This entire time was just a three on O challenge. Yeah. Same thing. Nice. From, yeah. from the opposite team. So Lucas Dostal's facing whoever from the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going loops and they're going three on O's trying to put it past you. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and every, like, and every exciting. goal scored against counts as a point for that team. Or every goal scored, yeah. every goal scored, every, four scored four. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And um, then, uh, sorry, just going back here, yeah. Andrew does have uh, something when we were talking about that, that drill for the uh, rapid fire one. Uh, he says, yeah. We do that too in Special Olympics floor hockey in Canada. So, like, it's, yeah, it's just a thing. And yeah. it, it's probably a fun drill too. Like, again, I was eight, so I thought anything hockey related was fun. So, <laughs> and so, but Andrew, like, tell me what you think of that. Like, if it's fun, it gets, it gets tiring for goalies. I can tell you that. Cause I do it at still every Sunday. Um, yeah, but it shows off your skill. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one was the breakaway relay, which is, uh, just breakaway after breakaway, just shootout essentially. Yep. It's, it's a shootout. guys are, it, it's, like some guys were, you know, trying some funky things. Other guys were just going in, just trying to score. Just not saying that the guys that were trying things weren't trying to score, right? But like yeah. some were getting, they some were were getting flashy with it. With it. They were having some fun were with just, it. Yeah, some were just in the competitive zone of just, I'm getting this puck into the net. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was just one after the next kind of thing. Like once the, once the shot's taken, the next guy's starting to come down. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that was, those were the, uh, events for the skills competition for the AHL this year, which like that just, that just sounds more enticing overall. Sounds, right. Sounds and good to me. Yeah. Like I said, like I watched the highlights and like that looked fun to watch genuinely. Yeah. So, um, and then you go into the all-star, uh, tournament the next day, um, where the AHL has done the three on three as well. I think it said since 2017, however, they do it a little bit differently. And I like this version of it. Okay. Um, so you have the four, teams from you know each each division right yep. uh gets a team there um teams play only a 10 minute three on three game against each other okay and do you play do you play each team yep. or is every it... everyone plays everybody round robin style okay yep. so, round robin so that's, style. that's 30 minutes right there yep and uh or oh no i guess like once everybody plays everybody it's it's six games oh i guess yeah yeah, and then, yeah, I guess in total. Each yeah. team plays 30 minutes. Yeah. I suppose. So, and then yeah. they're uh at the end of it, the top two teams in the standings uh play each other in the final, which is if they cut it down even, it's a six minute three on three game. Yeah. So it's essentially, you know, a, a full game plus overtime is yeah. essentially what they're giving. Exactly. Them. So so yeah. you can fit it into that TV frame. And, Absolutely. And you, know what? And and you that's can make what I it like too. Yeah, I, I like that too, because then at least you get to see everybody for at least 30 minutes. Whereas here, yep. you're only going to see two of the teams for 20 minutes. Yep, exactly. So, and 
guys aren't sitting around like Matthew Kachuk talked about, right? Like, oh yeah, we mm-hmm. went out for warmups just to sit in here for an hour, hour and a half kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, you know that in 10, 15 minutes max, like you're going back out there kind of thing to, yeah. to play your next game. So Yeah, exactly. It, it's the equivalent of an intermission. I, well, I guess I, I imagine they would probably, well, maybe every two games they might have flooded the ice because you wouldn't yeah. have to do it after 10 and, and there would be a yeah. lot of sitting and waiting around or or maybe they just like did a scrape and just take some snow off. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd, I don't know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to ask Mike about that actually. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like, it, it definitely moves a sounds, lot faster. Yeah, so. all this just sounds more enticing to me. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that the All-Star game actually, which is on me, uh, was available to us as well on TSN. Um, yeah. Had I known that though, yeah, I would have been tuning in because that sounded Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, yeah. So, and like, seeing like the the clips from mike and whatever like the the production value like just like the production level even like for people in the building was awesome yeah like they got lights going off for different things and like it was just it was good mm. it was yeah. it was fun to watch the clips that i did mm-hmm. so yeah. long story short the nhl better be paying attention to what's going on down there because yeah um, seems, seems good. So, even in that thirty-two uh, thoughts article from uh, Elliot Freeman today, um, he does go quite a bit at the start about you know what the NHL can do to fix it. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure. I can I can give you a couple things uh, just to not you know completely read off Friedman's entire article, yeah, kind of thing, but. Um, yeah, the couple ideas that uh, that he has here, at least um, two hours for the skills maximum, and he does say like one of the executives said it probably had to be like two and a half hours to account for commercial time. But yeah, two sure, hours, whatever. It's it's a that's game it. length. It's that's it. Yeah, right. Like the three hours plus, like with commercials, like that that, that was a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there's not the need for that. Um. And uh, he does have here, which we talked about as well, right? We said we missed the draft of it. Mm-hmm. And he has here, apparently a few players wondered about bringing back the draft. Uh, if if on, enough players ask, they'll do yeah. it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, pff, c- come on. Remember, this is Gary Bettman in the NHL we're talking about here. No, you, no. Have Connor, you have Connor McDavid wanting 10 minutes of overtime, uh, three on three and getting rid of the shootout. And you have Sidney Crosby wanting the league to go back to one V eight and Gary Bettman's going, Oh no, but there, there's a lot of things we would have to figure out. You figured out how to get it to this point. It's pretty no, easy no. to figure out no, how but, to go backwards. No, but that's different because the, the NHLPA has a lot of say in the all-star game. They can easily say, we're not letting our players do the all-star game or unless you make this change, this change, this change. And obviously there'll be some back and forth, but in terms of they're, contractu- they're contractually obligated to participate unless there's a lockout, right? So yeah, exactly. But no, like come in a couple years. So yeah, exactly. And then I'm sure the NHL All Star Game will be a big part of that when that does come up because if enough players are like, this is like we don't give a shit about this and we want to, um, yeah. and we want it to be this way. We want to do the draft. Otherwise, we're not doing it because then it's at least fun. Then yeah. th- that has a lot of pull, and because the NHL doesn't believe it or not. <laughs> From a, a money making perspective, they don't want lockouts. Yeah, so. like Kirill Kaprizov was like upset that he was at the All Star Game rather than on a trip with sixteen other Minnesota Wild players during the yeah. break. 
Yeah, I would be like too. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> the fuck. Like you have like you have to make it more enjoyable for the people who are actually doing it as well, right? Yeah. Or it's obviously going to reflect and fans are going to notice, right? Which mm. They evidently have. We have, so, yeah. So here we are. Um, um so he, he does continue though. I, I do want to touch on this though, because he does have a point here. So he's like, it's a great idea uh, for the for the for the draft, and he even brings up that the NBA is gonna do uh, like a draft for their All Stars game, All Star game this year, mm-hmm. uh, and they might have done it in the past as well. I'm not 100 percent sure. Basketball is yeah, not my thing, um, but they do the draft and then immediately play the game. Um, Friedman's idea though is kind of do it like what it was of, you know, like have the draft be the start of all-star festivities. Right. Yeah. So say you have it on the Friday, um, the, the skills on the Saturday and the game on the Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Um, or, or Thursday, I guess, because, or whatever. Yeah. So Thursday you have the draft Friday, you have the skills Saturday, you have the game. Um, but uh, yeah, so he, it, he has here, as I understand it, this was eliminated for two reasons. First, the PA didn't like the embarrassment of somebody being picked last. And second, the NHL didn't like the fact that alcohol was consumed in 2016 because it took things too close to the line. Uh, he says here, the second one is easy to resolve. Being picked last, it happens to everyone. We got to have thicker skins than that. And all like, yeah, when it, when it comes to the last person I, I think, picked, because what they did that for two years, I think the the draft. I think so. Yeah, and I, I remember exactly who was picked last for both those. It was Phil Kessel of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time, mm-hmm. and um, oh no, it wasn't Ovechkin. He was wanting to get picked last uh, that year, but it was. Kessel instead just to fuck with Ovi. Um, mm. But either way, like there's there's great stories out of that. And I, I don't think any, you know, I'm, who, who was the other player picked last? Yeah, I, I think everybody just like, yeah, they just had fun with it. And they don't care. They're just, at that point, they were just happy to be going. You know, that that's changed now. But at that point, players were actually excited to go to those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of, yeah, I don't. I don't think they really care. Like they, they know who's the best. It like yeah. every NHL player could rank every other NHL player. I'm sure, and they would come up generally with the same order. Like everybody knows who's the be- who's better than other players. So, like just look at the salaries. Yeah, it's not perfect, yeah. but like you know, if, if if you want fairness, everybody just gets paid a flat five million, six million dollars to play in the NHL. That's obviously not how it works. The better players get paid more, and the worse players get paid less, and nobody's bitching about that. So it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, taking a look here. Okay, so Team Chara won the puck flip in 2012, uh, which was Alfredson was versus Chara, um, and selected first. So the last player selected by Team Alfredson was, um, uh just. You know, a, a young uh, Logan Couture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was mad about being picked last. He was you know probably who just was, be happy to you, picked. Yeah, exactly. You know who was picked before him? Like the last pick by Team Chara? A guy that just hit a thousand games and Jamie Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Like, I, I don't think that they're, you know, oh, like, whoa, me, I got picked last in the All-Star game. You're at the fucking All-Star game. <laughs> 
Yeah. You got picked by one of the best players in the NHL to play on your team in exactly. Chara and Alfredson. Like, you're stoked they even know your name at the, if you're Logan Couture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, how how old would he have been at the time? Or, like, how many seasons was he even in at that point? Two, maybe three. You can look here. Um, what did I say? The 2012? 2012, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was in uh, the middle of his third season. In the that was, yeah, the 11 the 12 season. The 11 yeah. 12 season was Couture's yep. third. Yeah, so <laughs> where, where he put up 65 points in 80 games. Yeah, there you go. So, um, I, yeah, I don't think uh, he was too upset after the fact. The at the same time, though, the the NHL, you know, not liking the fact that alcohol was being consumed. Or whatever. Okay, I, I do get that to a point. Did they consume it at the draft? Oh yeah, like on TV, they were they were drinking and stuff like that. Oh, that's fine. Just do so, like what they do oh, on other no. shows and just put oh, it in like no. the, the players the, are having a good time. Fuck, put it in a bio steel container. I, who gives a shit? Right? Just like you can't just tell like, me that like the bio the the bio steel punch bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put it in those green Gatorade bottles, like for all I care. Yeah. Like no one's gonna know that. Like who cares? Come on. <laughs> Going back to having thicker skin, like come. On. You know what? If the NHL does bring the draft back for the All Star game, I want to see because, and you know what? Like yes, we are we are sponsored by DraftKings, but I want to see after every round, so every two picks, I want to see NHL players putting in their bet. For for DraftKings for BetMGM whatever yeah. for who is gonna get picked next? You know I, I want them I to want do to it. see that. Yeah, honestly, I would like over some guys you know enjoying a drink, hanging yeah. out with other fucking NHL all stars. Yeah. God forbid they have a couple drinks and I, actually be entertaining, right? Yeah, I honestly wouldn't even be mad if they like if they picked teams, you know frat boy beer pong style where Honestly. you know what everybody has their name on a beer can you put your beer can on a dartboard which is just an old piece of you know <laughs> lo- like plywood that yep. someone had in their garage and you're just throwing darts at it yep and then that's who your team is and then you know once your can gets hit you have to go and shotgun a beer and then put the jersey on uh, that you just got dra- of the team you just got drafted to let's do that no, that'd actually, be awesome but because the nhl wants to have a secondary accuracy shooting competition whether it's the blackjack game or hey we're gonna shoot at surfboards and then go try to dunk somebody yeah um have them shoot at have them shoot pucks to the cans whichever one you there hit you that's the guy you're taking yeah <laughs> you, you start with connor mcdavid Sidney crosby and nathan mckinnon in the middle and then you branch out to the other guys or you, or yep. you do those and then like around the edge you have like some of the worst guys in the league that are like not like worse but like some of the lower tier all-stars so it's like oh do you want to go for mcdavid in the middle you're all-star oh yeah. no <laughs> yeah do you want to go to mcdavid because if you shoot just a little bit to the left you might end up with i don't know leon dreisaitl <laughs> well sure i wasn't gonna go with the second best player in the league i was gonna go with like i don't know oh so how oh, sorry nathan mckinnon then no, no, no. I'm saying you have those guys in the middle. And then, like, around the outer edge, you have, like... I'm, I'm trying to think of the guys that were there that, like, weren't as good. I mean, we, we already kind of shit on Troy Terry last hit episode. Eric Carlson. So, Eric Carlson, yeah. John Klingberg. Yeah, maybe it's Connor McDavid, and then just below is John Klingberg. So, if you're a little low, you end up with John Klingberg. <laughs> there. Well, I don't know. It, it, yeah. you, you, you oh, can no, spice you got, it up. You got Nick Suzuki. 
Yeah, oh no, sure. you got Clayton Keller. Yeah. And Jason Robertson. Like it's the all-star game. Have yeah. so, like, the, the whole thing is Just... supposed to be fun for kids and sponsors. Yeah. Basically, right? But you can still tailor it to the general hockey fan between the ages of 18 and 50. Yeah. Right? Like you, you can still make it enjoyable for them. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and it'll still be enjoyable for the sponsors and for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's it's a it's a bad look for the NHL when it's like, oh yeah, here's this like the fun event of the year, like keyword on the fun part of it, right? Like, it's not like, oh yeah, watching hockey is fun. It's like, yeah, we're gonna here to have some fun and showcase some stuff, right? And just have mm-hmm. a good time, and it looks barren in the arena. In the seats, because yeah. everybody else is off at the at the rum bar instead. Yeah, which it, which actually is a thing that was it's, happening. It's just the case. Yeah, that it's is the case. case. So yeah. yeah, here we go. These were the names I was looking for, like Larkin and Line. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like still, no. still good players, oh, no. but they're not the like captain of the Detroit Red Wings, Dylan Larkin, or yeah, or it, but like instead of Sidney Crosby, if you were going for Sidney Crosby and you got yeah. Larkin, then it's, it's like I don't know. It, it would just be <laughs> like fun that way. It, it would add some. It would add to the experience, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we were talking about the AHL and then we weren't talking about the AHL, but now we are going to be was, talking was, about the AHL again. It was the so. AHL for the All-Star game to relate back to the topic of the NHL All-Star weekend yeah. that we had just had. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to go to the AHL again and we're going to talk about the San Diego Gulls and just how they were doing in their couple games before the uh, AHL All-Star weekend. Uh, both of them losses to the Coachella Valley Firebirds, 2-1 and 4 nothing. So, you know, what else is new? Oof. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, will be facing the Bakersfield Condors on the 11th of February, and that will be in Bakersfield, and then they will be at home to the Tucson Roadrunners on uh, the 14th. So if you're out there looking for a date idea for your Valentine, just take them to a San Diego Gulls game. There you go. Nate, can I take you to a Gulls game? Yeah, sure, but you're paying for, like, everything down there. <laughs> everything to get down there, too. <laughs> Fair. But then, yes, I, I'm, I'm sure our girlfriends would be very understanding, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no problem at all. I, yeah, I can't see that being any sort of issue. <laughs> they, they can take the reservation I have booked. It's all good. Yeah. Um, they, uh, the Gulls are still sitting 10th in the Pacific Division, 12-34-0 record. Uh, so, yeah. And then, uh, Nate, if you want to go through the top five players on the Ducks, not that that it's really changed, but, you know, their numbers have, just not their names. Yeah, so on uh, fifth spot there, you got Braden Tracy with 20 points. Uh, Number four is Michael Delzato with 25. Uh, 15 of those coming in his 18 games uh, with San Diego. You got our boy Bo Grew with 29 points. Nicholas Brouillard with 30, and Rocco Grimaldi still leading the way with 42. Nice. That massive jump of 30 to 42 there. Yeah, right. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Almost a point per game pace. Yep. Almost. But not worthy of an NHL contract. Gotta go for Jason Megna. Yeah. (laughs) That's not supposed to be a slight on Megna, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Can we just switch those two guys? Yeah. Please. Uh, Uh, And your goalies goalies, of... Uh, Oli Eriksson Ek, 
played 13 games this season, has a 479 goals against average and an 851 save percentage. And then uh, you have AHL All-Star Lucas Dostal. Having played 33 games, a 304 goals against, and a 910 save percentage. Noise. Again, on a team that is 12, 34, and 0. <laughs> Can you imagine having a 910 save percentage, but like not even close? To I'm good, a but the rest record? of my team sucks. <laughs> yeah, a 10 and 21 record, but a 910 save percentage and three shutouts. You, it's, you know, it's you, not his fault. You know <laughs> at that. All. You know that Dostal and Wolf are sitting beside each other in the locker room there for the All Star Weekend, right? Dustin mm-hmm. Wolf being on uh, the Calgary Wranglers, who are fighting for first spot right now in the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. is going like, so. So, what's it like to be good and also be on a good team? Yeah. What's it? What's, what's it, it like to be like knocking on? What's it like to be knocking on the door of uh, Jacob Markstrom or John Gibson and being like, hey? I'm ready to come take the job here soon. Yeah. Like, just what, 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 what's that like? But to have like a team surrounding you, what's that like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, what's going on down in San Diego this week. Uh, going back to Anaheim, a couple upcoming games to talk about here. Friday against oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh that. Penguins. That will be at home, 7 p.m. Pacific time for that one. And then, um, I guess, yeah, we can do score predictions for that. That's usually how we do it, I suppose. Nate, you got a score prediction against the Penguins? Uh, Penguins are 4-3-3 in their last 10. Uh, We will be seeing them at home, and their road record is 10-10-5. Given how Anaheim's been doing lately, I don't think it's wrong to say that they might get a point out of Pittsburgh. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Mm, you know what? I'm going to go for an Anaheim win. I'm going to call... Let's go 4-3. Okay. Four, Crosby and Malkin are still a factor. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to call an Anaheim win. I was also thinking uh, get away with a point. I was I was debating between 5-4 and 4-3, so I'm glad that you picked 4-3 so that I can be a little different and pick 5-4. All right. Yeah. Friday night blowout there in... Uh, yeah, I guess at Honda Center there. Yeah. Five to four. Um, I think shootout if I had to pick. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Some Casey to Smith versus John Gibson action. Yeah. Yeah. Could see it. Cause, cause is, I believe, is Jari still out? I, I believe think. Jari's still out. I think yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, still a couple days for that to change. So, you know what? Let me double check the lineups actually before we have those. You know what? That's fair. That's a good. Locked point. in, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, last I've heard, he was still out, though. So, Oh, good. We got our buddy Rick Rack coming back. <laughs> oh, that's right. And former Anaheim Duck, uh, Danton Heinen as well. Yes, He's not a healthy true. scratch, <laughs> which he might uh, be. Yeah, Casey DeSmith and uh, Dustin Tokarski are the goaltenders currently okay. for the Penguins. So oh, yeah, one, one of those two, then. Yeah. The only other uh, injured play, uh, Penguin right now is uh, Jan Ruta. Okay. I um that's uh, a dangerous power play. Please don't take any penalties. Oh yeah. Zegris, I'm looking at you in particular. No <laughs> penalties. Because I really don't think that John Gibson wants to deal with Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Ricard Raquel, Chris Letang, and Evgeny Malkin 
as a first power play unit. They're only 15th in the league, 22.5%, which, like, still good, It's going to be god-tier against the Ducks. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Every power play is god-tier against the <laughs> And Ducks, I don't think but... I'd want to play the second one either of Jeff Carter, Brian Rust, uh, Jason Zucker, Kasperi Kapanen, and Jeff Petrie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not bad either, I suppose. <laughs> I want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, speaking of things we don't want to deal with, uh, welcome... Back, uh, I guess not welcome back to town. Welcome back to Vegas, Anaheim Ducks, because we're heading back there for another game on Sunday, your afternoon matinee. So if you are uh, just, you know, out in Vegas on the town, stumbling home from the strip club at 10 in the morning, you know. Hey, you're two hours away from a game. (laughs) Yeah, stop in at a Denny's, grab some brunch, and then uh, head on over to T-Mobile Arena. And, you know. Catch a game, afternoon game, 1 p.m. No, sorry, noon Pacific. Uh, yep. where, did, where did it go? Noon yeah, Pacific. Noon Pacific. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we have not <laughs> been good against Vegas so far this year. Um, no, but it's okay because we've been doing better than Vegas in the last 10. Uh, Vegas 3, 5, and 2 in their last 10 Ooh. games. Still sitting first in the Pacific, but only by a point, and Seattle has two games on them. Yeah, no, yeah, they're very close for sure. So, you, yeah. you know, I, I take back what I said. Yes, we lost 4 nothing to them back in October, but then we beat them in a shootout 3-2 uh, December 28th, which I forgot about. And then this is the third and final matchup here, so the rubber match to determine uh, if the Ducks or the Vegas Golden Knights are better, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and the, the Golden Knights are interesting this season where they've been spectacular on the road um but uh the vegas flu seems to be no more they're 14 13 and oh at home interesting but they're 16 5 and 4 on the road wow so hmm. yeah and yep. uh yeah with that last 10 of uh, three five and two i don't know if we've had a show yet that i've called back to back anaheim wins but i think i'm gonna do it really Let's uh I'm gonna go three one it. for Anaheim. Three one Anaheim. Already. So you're calling regulation win. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you serious? Yeah. I'm serious. Wow. I'm serious, JJ. All right, all right. Um as serious as you are about those pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, because I would also feel weird about calling back-to-back Anaheim wins, and then we would also be predicting another three-nothing, or sorry, another three-game win streak, which would <laughs> it feels wrong to do, like seven-game point streak, yeah, and then but... two three-game winning streaks in seven games. Like, I guess it's not impossible, but I'm saying. 4-2 for Vegas. Uh, All right. Still a close game. Well, as close as it can be when you're the Anaheim Ducks, but I just don't... I, I just don't see it happening. Um, and then also, you, oh, you know, me. Vegas is kind of beat up, but they're still a good team. So, yeah. I, I guess for those that are unaware of what's going on in Vegas as well, uh, Mark Stone, 
out with an injury. We kind of talked about that earlier. Um, Logan Thompson still having a phenomenal rookie campaign. And Jack Eichel hasn't been super duper Jack Eichel this year. Like he's still been fine, but like I, I think he's still under a point per game pace if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm just pulling up. Well, you do that. Andrew says 5-4 in OT against Vegas. Ooh, all um, right. For for Vegas as well. So, I, yeah, I could see that too, honestly. Like similar to Pittsburgh where it's a close game. We managed to take it to overtime, but just goes mm-hmm. the other way. Yeah, Eichel is still sitting. He's just below a point per game pace. Uh, 34 points in 39 games played this season. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, his last five games, uh, no points. In contests against the Arizona Coyotes, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, New York Islanders, and the Nashville Predators. Hmm. Yeah, so. The last time he had a point was January 19th. So six games ago versus the Detroit Red Wings, he put up a single assist. The last goal that he got was against Florida on January 12th. So almost a month ago at this point. Wow. Which, to be fair, there was a, a bye week in there, but yeah. Yep. Buffalo's wow. sitting pretty happy with themselves right oh, now. I think. I think so. I think so, yeah. And I mean, I don't expect this to last for Eichel. Maybe a little little growing pains with Vegas, but yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting anyways. Um, yeah, let's uh, wrap up the episode, I suppose. I don't think I've missed anything. I don't think we've hit it all. So let's uh, a, do some what's quacking. Yeah, just a what's quacking. So this clip comes uh, courtesy of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, This is, um, you know, as usual for coaches, post-game interviews. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of an interesting, um, you know, slip slip of the tongue. Oh, not that's not what I meant to say by uh, Mr. Jay Woodcroft last night when speaking about his his team's performance, specifically uh, Jack Campbell of uh goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers um and just about his his game that night so yeah let's uh let's take a listen here to to Jay here we can't hear that oh we can't hear it okay no my bad my bad give me give me two seconds here for the uh the technical difficulties. Um <laughs> in other words a human error for forgetting to take the checkbox. Yeah exactly Oh, there we go. It's because I shared it as a window, not as a tab. Um, there we go. I see, I see. Now we should now we should be good. All right, here we go. Two game that could have not been a five two game if it wasn't for two big saves in the third yeah. period. How important were those in just stemming the tide of the Yeah. I thought they were big saves. Uh but I would say this Jack expects to make those saves and we expect Jack to make those saves. And um, you know, I just think he's laying good de- good games down on top of He's he's laying what now, Jay? Good what? <laughs> he's he's laying what? And um, you know, I just think he's laying good de- good games down. Those words he's are not laying, close at all. He, no, not even close. One, one more time here. And um, you know, I just think he's laying good de- good games down on top. He's laying good pipe. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jack boy. Campbell did not start the season off great for the Edmonton Oilers. He started laying down some dick and uh so, sorry, sorry, some good dick and yeah. uh has has uh you know 
done better <laughs> in, in, in yeah. his last few games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know this is. I know this is what's quacking, which is our Wednesday segment, but um, we're gonna we're gonna steal from the Sunday segment here. And, you know, last night Jack Campbell just put up a big dick energy move by just laying down some good dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, as long as he's not doing stuff. it with uh, the Trevor Zegers action figure sex doll. Um, <laughs> oh. And we've come full circle, everybody. There you well go. done. We we set the whole episode up just for that. <laughs> that was that was Nate's master plan all along. There, yep. we're gonna start with Ty, uh, Trevor Zegras action figure blow up doll thing, going all the way back full circle <laughs> to uh, to Jack Campbell. Oh yes. Ooh. Well done. Well done. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> Nate, if uh, if if people want to, you know, let you know about other players around the NHL that that might be, you know, having some or lay, laying down some good uh, good games, where uh, where can they do that? At? <laughs> uh, you can do that uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm on. I'm, I'm. I'm available on Twitter as well. Not. Not for <laughs> any of those. <laughs> not. Not he's for a, any of those He's available uh, to things. also yeah. lay down some good pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna kind of gonna say, but I was like, <laughs> I. I really shouldn't. <laughs> that's. But but you did, and I. I can't stop you from saying. So, uh, Car- think, oh, yeah, at Carter underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Going back to the uh, the video the video dating. <laughs> the there you go. Yeah. All right. Have a good week and go Dex. Go. <laughs>